Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I was curious, just about that kind of maybe that short yardage goal line type stuff. When you guys are in the room, kind of recapping that stuff, and you look at Ryan and go, "We had so many. We had, you know, we had guys shifting. We had guys in motion. Just follow my lead. Follow my guys' lead. We can just get on my tail. We can, we can make this thing work." Um, well, I think you look at the execution of it, and it's never one player. You know, I think we all had a part in the lack of execution on those particular plays, and so, you know, I think as a position coach, you just focus on. Did your guys do their job? And there were areas in those situations where we could have done better. How, how honestly surprised were you in the – I mean, obviously in the heat of the moment, it's very surprising. But when you look back at the tape, you know, because Coach Krebs talked about the details on Monday, but there were some things, maybe some angles and some other things. But how honestly surprised were you that, it, that when, you, when you broke the tape down that it happened the way that it did? Well – I, would, I don't know if surprise is the right term, um, you know, as a coach. You know, you, you've coached long enough to where you've seen different things happen in the game. But I think it didn't show up in practice. I guess that would probably be the best way to tell you is that the execution piece in practice was clean. And so we had confidence in the game that we would call it. And, um, you know, I know Coach Grubb had confidence in the play. Obviously, that's why he called it. And we thought we would execute it better. So you just go back and reflect on why it occurred. Did we teach it? Could we teach it better? Um, but like I said, it didn't show up in practice where it was an issue, and so we felt good about it in the game. And, you know, we're all involved in that, coaches and players. It's not just the players. It's not just, you know, we're, we're all collective on that, that. In that area, it didn't get done. Do you feel like, because in the game, especially Michigan State, it, it, those guys were so keyed on the receivers because they were doing such a good job that when you had some of those maybe third down, fourth down plays, that guys like Devin and Jack all of a sudden were wide open on some plays. Do you, do you kind of get the sense in this offense that you guys are going to really be able to benefit because defenses are having to focus all almost all their energies on the receivers? I think through the first three games, I think the thing that's probably been most impressive is just the number of players that have touched the ball. Um, you know, from all positions. You know, you talk about the production at the wideout room. Certainly, it's been spectacular, but it's been different people. Um, you know, different guys on different days have had multiple catches, 100-yard games, you know, touchdowns, etc. In my room, uh, in the tight end room here, all three of the guys that have played have caught the ball and contributed in different times there, multiple running backs. And so I think, you know, Coach Grubb does a great job of creating a plan and a vision to spread the ball out, create opportunities for multiple people, and... It's just each individual and position group's job is that when you get your opportunities, make the most of it, you know, and 
that helps other positions, right? Certainly. The more you do well, the more players they have to defend, the more schemes. If you do them well, that's the key, is that you got to do them well, then you become difficult to defend. I, I know typically game planning is a collaborative process for the most part. Given your history at, at Indiana, specifically with Mike, does, does, does Ryan lean on you maybe a little bit more for some input based on your history with Mike and kind of what you know he does well and those types of things? Um, I think when, when he feels needed to, you know, but, um, you know, Coach Grubbs had an opportunity to be around Mike for quite a bit now, you know, since the beginning of January. And, um, you know, he's got a great feel for the things that Mike likes and those conversations are had between he and, and Coach Grubb. And so, you know, certainly there's history there, right? Yeah. Um, not just with myself, but Coach DeBoer. And so, um, but I would say be, in any staff that you're on, you're always trying to um, help the quarterback. You know, what, what they do well, what they like, um, what they feel comfortable with. And um, so that that's not unique to this year by any, you know, in any regard. But certainly there's familiarity both with Coach DeBoer, myself, and then Ryan, you know, Coach Grubb, all the time that he's spent with him since he's been here. I can't imagine it's been anything but helpful for our staff and for Mikey. Did, did you learn anything about Mike when you were the OC at Indiana compared to the year that Coach DeBoer was? Was there anything additional that you're starting to maybe see show up now or things that you might expect to see down the road? Uh, no, I wouldn't say um, relative to, like, being surprised that he's played well or anything. No, I wouldn't say that. I think – um, you know, there were some unfortunate circumstances that occurred throughout Mike's journey at Indiana. Um, but every step along the way, it happens for a reason, you know. And so I know it's made him stronger um, in a lot of areas, uh, just having to overcome the adversity that he has. But, no, I think there's been moments of brilliance throughout Michael's career, even in our time at Indiana. And uh, so nothing has surprised me. But I would say that Coach Grubb's done a fantastic job with him. Um, the other position groups are playing well around them. And, um, you know, we, we got to continue that. You know, we, we don't have any yards or first downs this week. So, <laughs> right. you know, that'll be a great challenge for us on Saturday. But, no, nothing surprised me with Mike. I've always known that he was an excellent football player. And um, I think Coach Grubb's done a fantastic job with him. Since you run point with him on the sidelines, with Coach Grubb being in the booth, what's kind of your plan of attack when he comes off the, off the field? Do you try to keep it lighter with him? Do you just go straight to the point? What What's kind of the, the communication? What's kind of the feel of the talks that you guys have? Well, most of the time I'm, I'm relaying information coming from Coach Grubb, you know, <laughs> things that he wants relayed down. Um, you know, I've known Michael since he was 15 years old, so I'm not going to say that every now and then there's not a, a side <laughs> conversation, but it's always relative to how you doing. Are you good or, you know, that type of stuff. Or do you, do you need anything? Do you need me to ask Coach Grubb anything, you know? So I'm, you know, most of those, and it's not just me. There's other assistants, you know. Sometimes if Mike's wandering around the sideline, there's another assistant that's closer to him, you know, just grab his attention. So it's mostly relaying information back and forth between Coach Grubb and Mike or if Mike has a question or whatever it may be. So, um, but, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I think everyone's talked about his his calm and, and cool collective demeanor especially out on the field. You see it. It doesn't seem like he rushes or panics or yep. anything like that. On the sideline, is, is he the exact same guy? I mean, is he, or is he kind of one way out there, and then on the on the sideline he's maybe trying to do other things and trying to get other information and maybe reacting a little differently? I think Mike's, you know, cool under pressure. I think that's a strength of his is he's the same guy um, all the time. And, 
I know the moment's never too big for Mike. Um, he's been in plenty of them, and he's always handled them well. Um, so um, he's pretty consistent in that regard. But, you know, Coach Grubb deals with Mikey certainly a lot more than I do. And, you know, my focus primarily is making sure the tight ends do what they're supposed to do. So that's kind of on game day. That's where my attention is. And from that perspective, what have you seen from Stanford defensively in the first couple games that they played? Uh, there's a little, you know, there's there's not a ton of data. They played two games and had a bye. Yeah. They played a really explosive and talented SC team. And so, you know, the, the benefit that they have is they had a bye week to kind of evaluate where they're at. I thought they played really strong and solid in the first game. And they had moments where they were very competitive and, and very um, disruptive against SC. You know, SC hit a couple big plays, and, and certainly I know they're going to be working to, to try to prevent that. And so, uh, you know, in this league, every game, every team is in it. You know, you have to play well on Saturday. And what you've done in the past has no impact on the game, you know, that you're about to play. And so uh, it's a very prideful program, extremely well coached, tough, physical history of playing very good collective defense, and it'll be a tremendous challenge for us. Thank you. you got I appreciate it. it. Okay, good seeing you. Thank you. Scott, Scott. You know, I know it's a team game. I know running backs have been good in pass pro. I know Michael's good at, at getting rid of the ball. But just the fact that through three games, Michael Penix has not been sacked yet this year, I, I imagine your guys have to take and you have to take a lot of pride in that fact. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, that's that's our job. That's what we're supposed to do, and um, it hasn't been perfect by any means. We've still a lot of things to improve on, and um, all that means the more people talk about it is the bigger bullseye that 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 you know Mike gets on his back, and so we, we just got to continue to improve. Tell me a little bit about kind of the, the changes Stanford's gone through defensively. I think they went from a three-four to now more of like a four down lineman nickel personnel what what's that do as you prepare for this team compared to your specs yeah they're um they have changed in their uh in their base package there they've been um primarily three four defense like you said and so this year they've been more uh four two five or or just over front in general they they play with uh if they take the nickel out of the game, it's still very similar structure. Not nearly as much bogus pressure as they've done in years past where they, you know, it looks like a, they're blitzing one guy, but they're also dropping out a D lineman. So it, it is different playing more man coverage or, or I shouldn't say more, but um, yeah, it, it's different. And then the second half of the, the USC game, they had a completely different package that they went to. So um, they've had a bye week. We know that they're really good coaches and that they're going to have something new for us. And uh, we just got to – we have to just know our stuff uh, as good as we possibly can, execute our stuff, and then be ready to make um, in-game's, in-game adjustments as, uh, as the game goes on. Can you tell me a little bit about this freshman who's who's starting down low for them and, and just kind of what you've seen from him? They're, they're pretty high on him. Yeah, David Bailey, uh, we – you know, he, he went to Modern Day High School. We obviously recruited him. Um, he's, we have Miles uh, that's, that's on our team, that's in our O-line room. Uh, yeah, he's a really good player. Uh, you can see that – He's figuring things out. He's getting better as games go on, um, and he's going to be a hell of a player in the Pac-12. And, and I, I would, you know, hopefully we can, you know, do well against him. But I, I you know, the sky's the limit for him, and uh, he's going to be a name to, to definitely uh, pay attention to. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate yep. You, hey Scott, you, you might have mentioned this, but just how's how's Jackson doing? I know it's just been a week by week thing with him. Yeah, everything's been going good. We've been uh, we've been repping a lot of guys, and we're very excited. With great, uh, great, great to hear. Uh, with, with Troy, he just seems like such an adaptable kid. It, do you have a sense of if you're more confident with him in tackle or guard, or or it's or it's just kind of he just flips from one? And- yeah, he's you know it's just kind of 
it's been since he's been here. We've been able to play. Uh, he's been able to play multiple positions um, at, at guard and tackle. I mean, last year I think he started a game at guard, started a game or two at tackle, and um, yeah, he's just adaptable. He's just adaptable and uh, understands the. Uh, you know the big picture of the play and then the individual parts to it and how they they all work together and so uh you know like a lot of guys he gives us he gives us flexibility i'm wondering is this one of the more flexible groups you've had where you have luciano playing multiple spots mateo playing spots troy's playing spots like yeah you know what that's a good i hadn't really thought about that compared to years past certainly since i've been here at washington this has been um one of the more uh, uh flexible versatile groups that we've had um, but credit to those guys, to our guys, right? Just in, in a little bit how it's set up, you know, with spring football and being able to move different pieces around and try guys at different spots. Because, again, you know, injuries unfortunately happen and we got to be prepared for it. And, and, and this group has done a good job of embracing that and being open-minded, not being stubborn and, and being able to uh, to learn the different positions and the different calls. And so, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, it is one of the more versatile groups that I've had for sure. How have you seen Roger just settle into his role over the course of these three games? Yeah, he's he's done. You know, there's there's been a lot of good, and there's been things that we got to continue to work on, like any player, whether you're young or old. Um, I think that the thing that's great about Roger is he comes out. He lo- he just loves playing football, and he's he's got really good energy. Uh, so he's a really fun guy to coach. Uh, you know, sometimes you got to reel him in a little bit just with his fundamentals and things, but that's that that's that's a good problem. You know, he, he watches something on TV or something. You know, he want, he's out there trying something new, and um, but he's he's done a nice job for us, and, and I think you know hopefully he's just going to continue to improve and and and, and be consistent. Scott. Yep, <clears throat> Coach. Uh, as far as the the running game goes, you guys, it seems like this last game you, I mean with the way that Michael was throwing the ball around and the way you guys were protecting <clears throat> there was no reason to run it but you were able to run it a few times when you wanted to and that was something that maybe didn't happen as much over the last couple of years what, what is the why, why were you guys able to maybe run the ball a little bit better um, I'd say that we're just we're not one dimensional mm-hmm. right, you know, right now Mike gives yeah. us uh, the way he's been playing and the receivers and just the whole offense is designed to not just be one dimensional and so that's that's definitely been um, been helpful. When you can get the ball down the field, I mean, obviously, it it, it, it helps everything out. Thanks a lot. Yeah. I one question. One more. Okay. Yeah. Nate uh, Kalepo had a personal foul, an excessive celebration call um, on a score, and he started walking over to the sidelines, and Coach DeBoer started walking right towards him. And I was expecting Nate to get absolutely lit up by Coach DeBoer because that's what we see all the time. Yeah. Coach DeBoer just kind of talk to him for about a minute and just yeah. remaining cool and calm how unusual is that well i don't uh, that particular instance yeah that's just coach the right he's got a he's got a really uh even keeled demeanor to him um but he i don't think he saw what happened i think i might have told him what happened so he wasn't overreacting to that i got i ended up getting nate but uh <laughs> yeah that's obviously something that we don't like we got to act like we've been there before and um uh you know we love the guys to play with emotion and, and there is some of that game within the game things that have to happen, but we we can't afford. We put our our our, uh, our kickoff team in a really bad spot, having to kick off from the twenty, and um, we can't we can't make those mistakes, and, and we have to be more disciplined than that. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky 
co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Chuck Morrell. Chuck, I was just actually kind of curious. Um, I know obviously you guys have probably poured through the, the USC Stanford tape by now. Uh, how surprised were you to see that slow mash? You know, I guess everybody's got RPOs these days. It's probably just, you know, honestly, it's just a little different version of an RPO uh, where they're down on, on, the, on the running back for a long time. And, you know, when you got an elite quarterback, you're able to hang and read um, safety structure really well, and he does a great job of that. So when you see something like that, do you immediately go, okay, we need to start digging up some Wake Forest tape, or do you need to yeah. – how, how deep do you go when you see a wrinkle like that? No, you know, I think it's. I think you just got to set on your game plan and, and move forward. I think the biggest thing is, you know, guys being able to make sure we're still solid against the run, but knowing that the ball can pop out of the quarterback's hands at any time. And like I said, it's something that's a little bit new, but also I think, you know, we have a lot of confidence just because we defend, you know, various versions of RPOs every single day. Do you, do you see? Do you get the sense that McKee can? maybe be the same running weapon as a as a Schley or Sachere or something guys no, you've already seen no definitely not I think we've seen I think at the start of the season here we've seen a lot of running quarterbacks yeah. and you know not a not an overly mobile threat but you know when it when he's got to make a play he can make a play with his legs a little bit so you know the biggest thing is is you know being able to move him off his spot get him uncomfortable um you know and not letting him have just great vision down the field because you know obviously he does a good job of like i said of reading post snap uh, pre-snap and post-snap safety coverages back there so i think it's critical to be able to show him a few different pictures it seemed like one of the things that you guys i think really got cleaned up from week one to week two was that kind of setting the edge and really not allowing the quarterback to really make a difference when there was a choice to be made. Right. How, how, how do you develop that? And what are really the keys for the edge guys when they're looking at a situation where in this slow mesh, you, you're literally could be sitting there for a couple seconds wondering what to do. Right. No, I mean, I think it's everybody's responsible. I mean, it's all 11 guys are responsible for it. But, you know, the number one thing with our guys off the edge is being aggressive on the on the snap. You know, I mean, be aggressive, and then if it turns into pass, we got to transition into our pass rush. But, you know, right out the rip, I just want guys to come with a physical mindset and, and really work on condensing and, and, you know, doing their jobs. Right. When you look at a situation where Stanford, the coaches, I mean, I don't know if this is unusual or not, but they've already – said publicly that EJ Smith's not going to be available historically when you hear that maybe a big focal point of one's offense is going to be suddenly out does that fundamentally change I know you guys want to be about you but that's going to that's going to kind of fundamentally change things yeah well I mean I think they're I think they're you know their other running backs are very good players I don't see their system honestly changing a lot um 
But at any point in the game, they can always put it in their quarterback's hands. I mean, I think that's something that they've got such a diverse offense in terms of a super high volume of personnel groups. I mean, you're going to get everything from, you know, seven offensive linemen on the field to completely spread out. And I think, you know, obviously they've got a, a big grab uh, bag to, to work out of. And so there's a lot of options there for them schematically. Speaking of options, obviously with, with Asa out of the game against Michigan State, you had options. You could have gone maybe with Cameron Williams, could have gone with Mikel, but you guys went with Campa at, at one of the safety spots. What what was the kind of the decision-making behind that? Just his, you know, I, I think two things. Number one, um, elite football IQ. Uh, you know, when we're making a change as late as we had to make a change, you know, you got to go with a guy that uh, certainly you know has had, had just a premium level of preparation. And, and the thing about Cam Fab is, you know, he knows every detail of every every spot on our defense. Um, and then the second thing is, is that, you know, I felt like the moment wouldn't be too big for him. You know, I think um, obviously he had a great fall camp for us. Uh, he had been playing some snap, quite a few snaps early in the season here. And there's just a trust when, when a guy uh, puts in that much work that you can turn it over to him. I was also curious the crowd I mean obviously as a defensive corner you want this crowd going bananas but that directly affects your ability to communicate right what 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 are the inherent things that you can try to do to be able to make sure that you guys are all on the same page so that you can keep that momentum going and get these guys even louder yeah no I think I mean it's something we practice every day I mean that's the beauty of being at home we got the speakers cranked up on the sidelines (laughs) during practice and so it's something that we're spending a lot of time on during the week making sure that our communications are leading you know especially when you get into third and fourth down situations you get down the red zone and I mean bring it on we love it man I mean turn up turn the volume up in this this place as high as high as you can I noticed Zoe was one of those guys that seemed to be pre-snap constantly trying to get out there making sure that everybody, whether it was the front, whether it was the guys behind him, make making sure that everybody was on the same page. Is he the main guys, main guy that you're yeah, relying on? You know, on? I think yeah, I, mean, I think he does a great job. I think um, you know, I think Alex Cook does a great job. I thought Cam Fab did a great job. I mean, we got a lot of you know guys out there that understand the the moment and the situation, and and they're going to go out there and make sure we're not going to you know make a mistake because we're not all on the same page. Yeah, and I know that obviously people are going to wonder about a potential letdown emotionally, just because of the big win sometimes historically they've seen it i know coach grubb coach inge were asked questions about it yeah. on monday you know what can you try to do as a coach to, to make sure that doesn't happen it's just you know and it, this goes back to not to, to what coach DeBoer's mindset is for our program that's really going one and oh and that's pressing you know we enjoyed the win on on sunday but you know when come monday we've turned a page and go right back to work and i think that our guys uh, really understand that i think we have big goals for the season and so our goal for the season was not beating michigan state it's going one and over every week and and uh, you know the one thing we talked about after the game with the guys is like that's a, that's gonna be a memory when you're when you're an old man and you're telling war stories with your buddies you get to talk about the win over michigan state but it's not for monday and tuesday and it has nothing to do with this week how, how the how did the players respond in your mind i think they've responded great so far you know obviously it was a really physical game uh, but they came out and they came back to work and I think that's what we enjoy most about this group right now is they're willing to just put in the work every single week. And like I said, they've got their, they've got their mindset on, on having a great season. So uh, they've been awesome this week. I got Coach Juice Brown. Is your room a fit room or is it a mash unit back there right now? Hey, it's next man up mentality like we've been talking about. You know, we got guys that are trained at multiple spots. So one go down, we just pick another one up and keep it moving. You know, I asked a couple of the guys, I asked Alex and Cam Fab about the um, 
you know, when they wound down after the game, what was going to be the thing that they remember most about that game. And both of them said Julius's interception because of everything he's gone through and just how good that felt. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a kid that moved over that's done a tremendous job. And, you know, like I said, he, he works at it. You know, you see him starting to grow more confident. And to see him make a play like that and on that type of stage with where we were at at that point in the game, it's just a, it's a testament to all the hard work he put in, the type of kid he is and the person the person he is. And I, I'm happy for him, and I expect him to do a lot more things. How hard is that move? You know, I, th- I think it's, it's just different. You know, you're seeing the ball really at a different plane. And so... You come from there where, you know, safety's kind of, you got a lot of the field and you got to win your individual matchups sometimes with things we like to do. Um, and so for him, it's been good. He's worked at it. Uh, he never stops working. I think we have a great room. You know, guys take him, take him in. They, they work with him on things. They coach him up on things in the meeting room. So uh, it's been great to see, and I'm looking forward to him keep on climbing. And coaches have always told me the toughest, thing, toughest position to find is find good corners. How hard is it to find a good corner? You know, it is. It's hard. It requires, you know, you got to have thick skin because a lot of times, you know, I tell them it's high risk, high reward. So, you know, the guys that play really at an elite level, that's why you see them make what they make at the next level. And, you know, at the same time you get beat, the whole stadium knows it was you, you you know. And so it's just one of those things. But I think Juice has done a really good job of just coming in and staying the course and learning, asking questions, you know. And he knows knows when he makes a mistake and he wants to improve on it, and it's our job to keep on getting him better at the things he needs to get better at. Well, I always say, you know, everybody thinks it's the corner, but sometimes sometimes it's that safety not covering back there. Too. You sometimes, still get it's the, sometimes it's the closest man there, I tell him. So <laughs> you, you never know who it is. But, uh, no, I'm excited about him and looking forward to him having another good game on Saturday. What would you see from Cam on film? Cam. Pat? Yeah. No, Cam is what he is. He's, he's a kid. He can line up anybody in the secondary. I knew he would go out there and be able to operate. We knew that as a staff. That's why we made the decision uh, to do it. And I was just happy to go see him go out there and, and play and play free. Um, and so I know he has a couple plays he wish he'd had back. He had a chance to make a couple huge, huge impact plays. But uh, just proud of him. And, again, he's another one we're looking forward to going out and taking the next step this week. How familiar are you with David Shaw and that staff? I know a couple guys there. Uh, this is my first time, obviously, coaching against them. I know they got a tremendous staff with a lot of experience. You watch film. Uh, everything they do is to set up something. They, they do a really good job of creating matchups and getting you in things uh, that they want you in. And so we got to re- do a really good job of mixing up looks for them, giving them different things from us, and looking forward to it being a great game. You know, that Kent State and the Portland State game, the atmosphere was different. But this game last week, how much fun was that? Just was a, with that crowd. It, it was a lot of fun, and, and that's what you come here for. I think that's why coaches come to UW to coach, and I think that's why the players come here to play on that type of stage. And, you know, just seeing all the responses from the recruits, like it, it, blew, them, it blew them away. Um, and so that's the great thing, you know, that we're telling guys. You can come to Washington, you can play on tremendous stages, play big-time football, and have a chance to compete and win championships. And so, you know, I think it was really good for the recruits. It was really good for our players to have success in front of a crowd like that. And now we just have to keep building. Uh, don't let it be a one-game thing. Let it be all-season thing, and, and continue to do it. Just one more question: You say the, you know the response from the recruits, nobody in particular, but did you notice a difference talking to guys Saturday and Sunday than you had the previous week? You get a lot more text. You know, you get, you wake <laughs> up to a lot more text on Sunday, um, which is a good thing from recruits. But you know, especially the local recruits, just showing them, hey, you you can play at home, and this is what it's like, and you know, you have the chance to do things that you want to do. So it, it was unbelievable. Um, and hopefully we have a crowd like that again on Saturday to get behind these guys because I tell you what, these kids are working. 
they don't flinch. Um, and really, if somebody goes down, it's next man up mentality. So it's been fun to watch so far. I like one more. I asked Cam and uh, Alex, you know, when they went to bed Saturday night, what's the one thing that stuck out that they went that they took to sleep with them? What's the one memory that you're going to have from that game for a long time? Just how excited the guys were to win, you know, just knowing all the work that they put in and, you know, some of the things those guys told me in the locker room that I'll keep between me, but that's why you coach. That's why you do it. And so, you know, when I got home, that was the one thing I was able to just sit back and think about some of those conversations and not coaching them very long, knowing a lot of things that they've been through and see them have success. And so uh, looking forward to making more memories with them.